and Marty, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Let's start off a little bit. Just tell people about yourself and, and kind of how you got into this this uh, community organizing work, and then we'll get into a little bit about what Erie County United is. Okay. Um, I am actually born in Nigeria, but raised in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, I first set my roots in Erie uh, as an Edinburgh graduate. I graduated in 2015 with a degree in individualized studies, my concentration being history and poli-sci. So I like to say that I actually got lucky and I'm kind of doing <laughs> what I studied. Um, after I graduated, I worked at home for a little bit at a nonprofit through AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, got hired on as a field organizer for the Democratic campaign, which okay. is a big campaign year, as we all know. So. What, what did you learn from, from working for a campaign like that? Um, I think presidential campaigns are kind of like a boot camp for field organizers Mm -hmm. or anyone who goes into community organizing. Um, It's tough hours, tough conversations, um, tough leadership dynamics. Um, Mm -hmm. It's boot camp. That's how I can describe it. It was great learning experience. Um, It was great learning more about the behind the scenes. Prior right. to that job, I didn't realize how much went into political campaigns on the field ground. So. You, you get a lot of a sense of the dynamics of, of politics and and what some of the more, more important aspects are. Yes. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what Erie County United is. I think that a lot of times when I write about, about your group, mm-hmm. I've written a lot of pieces that, that uh, re- reflect on what kind of work that you guys are doing. People don't really understand what the group is, so in, in your words, explain to people what Erie County United is and, and what your main issues are. So Erie County United is part of the PA United Political Action Committee. Um, and um, so we are one of many counties, mm-hmm. um, Beaver County, Washington County, um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh being the base of all of those organizations, and in 10 years, they have um, done a lot of work, but in 2016, seeing the numbers, um, how certain counties flipped, mm-hmm. and realizing there weren't any organizing, community organizing going on in those specific counties, they decided to branch out into those counties and build groundwork between campaigns. So people are talking about voting and other issues beyond the big presidential, congressional, midterm campaign. And you're talking about, when you when you mentioned flip, you're talking about the kind of residuals from the 2016 election. Pennsylvania as a whole went red, but Erie County, Beaver County, and a few other counties, and the Collar counties as well, flipped from blue to red. So okay. What are some of the core issues that Erie County United feels are important or are, are kind of your tentpole things there? At the root of all our issues is economic justice. Mm-hmm. Economic inequity leads to a whole bunch of other issues, whether it be educational inequity, college access, transportation access, job access, all of those stem from economic inequity. So that's the root of our issues, and that's where we branch off. And how do you, how do you draw a nexus there to between you have an issue that's an economic justice issue, but, to, but getting people to understand it, not only understand it, mm-hmm. but understand how it affects them. So we do a lot of canvassing, going to events, sitting down with people in the community one-on-one, and talking to them about their issues, mm-hmm. and connecting to them how their issues, um, depending on their life circumstances, are circumstances of um, what happened in their own individual lives, but also connecting it to systemic issues. What's going on in the city? What's going on at the state level? And how that contacts or connects with your own personal okay. lifestyle. Okay. Uh, some of the other, some of the specific issues that uh, you've been involved with, 
in terms of as a group that, you, that you've made important their living wages things like that uh, the community benefit agreements is another one can you explain what to people who don't know what community benefit agreements are what they are and, and why your group feels that they are important simply put they are a tool used around economic development it's nothing new mm -hmm. um, many regions around our country big and small alike use them as a way to close the gap in equity so as development comes if um, things are good um, sometimes the gap gets a little bigger if things are bad the gap gets worse so they use it as a tool of making sure that as certain things come in um, they intentionally put in tools to make sure that certain communities either get um, jobs or educational um, priorities it's different for different communities right. and when we started here in Erie County um, after canvassing for a few months we decided that um, after talking to people and looking at the numbers that employment was the issue that we were going to focus community benefit agreements on in Erie County okay and they've worked in other places I know Pittsburgh has has used them uh, when, when the arena was built things like that mm -hmm. uh, what else do you try to let people know in terms of of why a CBA is important in a community like this intentionality is what makes a difference and a CBA being one of the tools mm -hmm. um, is a means of doing that so we try to make it clear to our representatives that if it's not this tool there needs to be some tool where you are intentionally zoning or hiring or making stipulations to make sure that residents who are never or almost never represented mm -hmm. or given to are brought to the table in the conversation and sometimes the conversation is just bringing people to the right. table right I remember talking to uh, John Goldstein about this mm -hmm. and him mentioning to me when I did a story about community benefit agreements that one of the hurdles a lot of times is to get local leadership to even understand the the mechanism mm -hmm. to understand what they are can you can you expound on that expand and if, on. Uh, is that a hurdle and is that something that you've seen here yes. in trying to get the context and get people to understand what community benefit agreements are sure. and how they could be beneficial the hurdles here have been um, getting our representatives to understand. We've had, I believe, three study sessions, one round table. We had John Goldstein, who is a consultant from right. um, Partnership for Working Families, come and explain it. And I understand it is a bit of a confusing tool to representatives, given they have never seen anything like it before, but given other communities have done it, and we've brought the um, examples across the board, and there's research out there abound. Um, it's out there for them to learn. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, living wages then in terms of what kind of work you do on the ground mm -hmm. to, to promote that. Um, so a lot of our work is just getting the word out, um, bringing attention to certain issues. So we do a lot of canvassing. We do a lot of social media. Um, we do a lot of community events or partnering with other people around community events. Um, around the minimum wage, it has been a statewide issue, so um, that has meant us holding actions with other people around the state as they've gone to go talk to their representatives, us going to Lotland's office and talking down, mm -hmm. sitting down and talking with him and rallying outside. A lot like the Fight for 15 stuff that goes on in other states? Mm -hmm. yes. oh, well, in here as well? Yes. Okay. And uh, let's talk a little bit, too, about in staying with that some people see that as a pretty big hurdle in terms of, of how you get you know job creators manufacturers people like that on board with with the whole concept of of living wages when when businesses kind of have a a lot of times have a different 
mandate or a different mission to kind of control cost and make and make money for either themselves or, or their investors. Yes. So, you know, there's a push-pull there. What's the best way or how does Erie County United see the most effective way to deal with that? I won't speak as Erie County United, but I'll speak as sure. the governor's proposal. The governor proposed um, a few months ago going from 12 to 15 over until 2025 mm -hmm. and using that graduated system as giving business owners a break to getting to that 15 and but I would argue by 2025 15 will not be enough people are struggling now on 725 people are struggling now on eight ten dollars an hour mm -hmm. ten dollars an hour is a minimum wage for home care workers people are struggling and to argue that those people shouldn't be comfortable to manage costs for um, reason A or B is unreasonable it's a drain on our economy it's a drain on our resources these people need to be um, treat it respectfully. Where do you think the disconnection comes from or the disconnect comes from with not even just employers but with regular average members of the community not seeing the need for uh, increased wages? I think because we don't see ourselves as a community. Um, it's an us versus them mentality. Mm -hmm. I have my own. They should do better to have their own. But at the end of the day when our school districts are struggling, um, people are struggling to make ends meet. You're still paying the brunt of that. Right. So if we raise wages and people can make their ends meet and um, relieve themselves off of um, certain assistance programs, then we all do better and we all feel better and the community thrives. Okay. Right now we're just managing. Okay. Uh, you've also been active as an organization in terms of, of the conversation about a community college here. Okay. Uh, explain what your what your main issue is what you would like to see in terms of that and and any concerns that you have about the proposals that are out there we have partnered with empower area who's taking the lead on the community college issue um what has been proposed by the county and they're um, working for a deal with the NPRC um is not a real community college and what we would like to see is a brick and mortar institution that has resources for community members of all ages um, resources for students regardless of what um, income they have what they're looking to get out of when they graduate regardless of what they want to get from classes um, we want a real community college do you think that's possible given the political climate given what uh, you know the poll that Senator Scarnati has on this given his connection with the NPRC some people wonder whether this is what we're going to get and so let's make the best out of it kind of thing and I wonder if that's what's going on do you, do you think some of that is in play and if so how do you combat that speaking frankly why is Senator Scarnati making decisions for Erie County and our community college our representatives should be standing up for us our state leadership our county leadership be stepping up for us and saying this is what we need regardless of what politics are going on in Harrisburg okay what are some of the other issues that uh, Erie County United is is whether it's things that you've come out on already or or some of the things that are in the pipeline in, in terms of of maybe projects or initiatives that, that you're behind um, Coming up the pipeline, education funding formula, um, mm -hmm. obviously gearing up for 2020 and registering voters, um, and just continuing to have conversations with community members. And given our time here, we've gotten more people to get engaged, come out to community meetings, come out to city council meetings. Um, we're liking the numbers we're seeing, but the goal is always to see more. Okay. How many members does your group have right now? Active, 30 to 40, contactless, in the hundreds. Okay. And if you could explain to people 
why this kind of mechanism, why a a you know community social justice group, which is something we haven't seen in Erie County in in the, in this kind of number or with this kind of organization in the past. Uh, why it's important to have something like that in place in this community? Um, government should go beyond voting at the polls and then hoping representation represents you. Um, what we do is educate people, sit down with people, and make them understand how government works and how they should be involved with it, whether it be showing up to local city council meetings, um, phoning their um, congress members around health care and other issues, um, or running for office. Mm -hmm. Government goes beyond us just sitting and spectating. So our role in that is to invigorate people, um, close the education gap, and get people involved. Well, and and there's you mentioned running for office. There's been a, a recently there was a city council primary, county council races, and explain what a group like yours' involvement is with specific candidates. Do you endorse? Do you try to educate people on the issues of the candidates? What's What's that mechanism look like in, in terms of your group? Since we're a nonprofit, we always focus any election work on the issues, whether um, specific candidates or campaigns align with our issues. And when they do, then we may or may not endorse. That's okay. how we work. All right. Is there any danger in endorsing specific candidates that you see? How so? In, in terms of whether your group may be, a, if the, may be aligned with their platform, uh, in some people's minds. Is that something you think about at all? Um, so you're never going to be 100% aligned with any given politician. Mm -hmm. But what we hope whenever we support um, given specific candidates is that they're going to be better than the other candidates. In 2017, um, we put a lot of work into supporting, or 2018 rather, support into helping Governor Wolf get elected in our county. Um, Wolf may not be perfect on all the issues that we care about, but mm -hmm. he was definitely a better candidate than Scott Wagner. Okay. All right. And let's talk a little bit about LERDA because your group spent a long time with uh, examining and, and looking at the, the tax abatement program, which, which recently passed the three taxing bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people weren't happy with, with what came out of that in terms of there were people who wanted kind of a tangible benefit mechanisms attached to Lerdo. So explain, if, if we go back a little bit, why you guys got involved with, with the Lerdo discussion, uh, how that progressed. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, you had even put an ordinance together with some suggestions. If we can kind of go back and explain step by step why you thought that was an issue that Erie County United needed to, to get involved in. Lerdo, our involvement with Lerdo um, stems from the community benefit agreements campaign from mm -hmm. the economic justice campaign. LERDA was a tool we recognized that was coming up we could have used to um, attach some CBA language to. Um, and that's primarily why we got involved with that fight. And also, our involvement in that conversation made the public more aware of the processes of government, made them more aware about the tax systems we have going on. So beyond just trying to get some um, local hire stipulations and some other enhancements to the original LERDA, we also opened up the conversations to more residents. Okay. Uh, in, in terms of attaching, you know, CBA or, or any other kind of, of benefit to that, and we'll get to, the, to what happened later with the Community Reinvestment Fund, mm -hmm. you know, there were people that argued that you know, this is an economic development tool. It's not, it's not a job training program or, or creator, things like that. Maybe it might not be the best mechanism to to 
to, to fight some of these battles. What, how would you respond to that? I believe you should use every and every resource and tool you have to help residents. And in the prior LERDA, there were local hire stipulations, and what we were asking was to enhance that. Um, the argument that these tools are not meant for that, if you're um, trying to revitalize our economy, mm -hmm. then residents should be a priority in that new economy, and that's the argument I would okay. make. What, what did you think of the Community Reinvestment Fund that, that the mayor came up with as kind of a, an attachment for LERDA? Um, I believe it was a good start. Um, I believe that it's something that should have already been in place. Um, and I also believe that 25000 for a city of under ninety five or 96,000 people mm -hmm. is not enough. And you're talking about the, the money from the revolving loan fund that they would place into this account every year along with this new kind of LERDA application fee and that, that money going towards there. And I commend them on their first step, but I also want to recognize that that was a result of us putting pressure on the mayor and city council to give the community and that kind of goes to where what i was going to ask you about do does your organization see even the the application of that the creation of this community investment fund as a win in any in any kind of context it's a win for both us and the city and residents that something came out of this for the residents okay all right But there could always be more. There can always be more. Are there, go ahead. Sure. Uh, how often are you guys meeting with like the mayor and different representatives um, to kind of go over this platform that you're talking about or different issues? Like, how often do you sit down? We try. At least there's two of us that are organized or, or in the organization. We try to attend city council meetings regularly, and as different issues come up, we contact. Um, local city council members, the mayor, county council, via email call in person. Does does Erie County United have a an official stance, for lack of a better term, on the Erie Refocus Plan? Official stance? No, I do not. Well, what would be the unofficial stance on that? Um, intentionality. There needs to be language in there and language in practice where residents are brought to the table in decision making, residents are um, included in local hire, housing protection, scholarship funds, essentially community benefit agreements would be our stance. So do you believe that, that any of that is happening or that it's happening to a, to a degree that, that you're, I don't want to say satisfied with, but that is palatable enough for, for your group? Um, I would say that we have pushed ourselves into those conversations and brought residents into those conversations, but there being a system already in place for residents to be part of these decision-making processes, no, I don't think that really exists. Okay, and is there any way that you can can try to create a, a, a mechanism to, to have more conversation beyond just going to a city council meeting to, to get a regular meeting with, with any city officials or the mayor or do you explore anything like that? We have, and I would be open to having more meetings with our local representatives if they will have us. Okay. All right. Uh, what are some of the other things? I mean, we've talked about a lot of different issues here. Uh, are, is there anything else that maybe Erie County United hasn't come out and taken an official stance on but but plans to or would other than elections? You know, you mentioned that a little while ago. Any, any other social justice or, justice or economic justice issue? As a community group, one of our other goals is also coalition building. Mm -hmm. So um, we 
built a coalition around the community benefit agreements and we also built a coalition called people for a livable Erie. so okay. one of our other um jobs is to bring community groups together and community leaders together and bring residents into that so whatever other groups are doing and they're fighting on we will be there to support and them. people for a livable Erie actually if you can explain a little bit about the platform for like that's my term mm -hmm. that you came up with in terms and what some of those issues are people for a livable Erie's platform is pretty much everything that I've been saying um, pro worker anti-racism work um, pro-education and some other issues and creating tangible policies around those things because we hear a lot of talk about um, community investment things and this and that but people normal residents want to see tangible things so when we created the platform we created some visionary goals for what city and local government could do but some also tangible ones one of them being um, fixing the food desert in the downtown okay. lower 26th area and one of the last things I wanted to ask you is you know you came here a couple years ago to do this work how satisfied are you with where you are and uh, where do you want to go? Um, you know, I'll be <laughs> quite honest. When I first moved here, um, I was not, I was worried that I wouldn't like it here. It was going to be too small. I think I remember you telling me that in an interview. Yeah, but um, I've actually come to love it and I think a lot of transplants come to love it. Um, we recognize the beautiful natural resources. I like to go hike. The people here are awesome and the people that I do the work with are what keep me doing the work. They're inspiring. Um, they really have a lot of hope despite all the things and the things we push on mm -hmm. issues. Despite all the talk we have about what we want to fix, people do have hope and people do want to see change. Yep. So that's what keeps me going and I plan to be here for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Well, Marty, thanks for, for joining us. Thank we really you. appreciate the context that you brought to this conversation and uh, you know, I'm sure I'll be talking to you, you know, very soon. So. Thank you.